0: Hello, Online Family. My name is Matthew Malik, and I'm the lead pastor here at Refuge. We are so incredibly glad that you chose to tune in to the Refuge official podcast today. We believe the message you are about to hear will inspire you in a very meaningful way. We believe the Lord is ready and willing to do a great work in your life, and we believe that you'll hear from Him today. Please enjoy it. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. And We want to welcome those that are joining us online this morning. My name is, as Sam said, Matt Malik I'm the lead pastor at Refuge. And uh, we made it. We're in a new year. That's, that's good. We trust that you had a great Christmas and a uh, happy new year. And I believe that God has some things very specifically for you this year that is unique to the call and the purpose of God upon your life. And yet something very unique for us as a church family, as a body of believers serving in this community. So I'm excited and looking with great anticipation of what God is going to do. And And so this morning, I want to, uh, we're going to talk about Vision 2021. But before we get into that, we thought it would be appropriate to begin this new year, to begin this message even, by participating in communion together as believers. At your seat, you found a card. It it talks a little bit about communion, but the elements are also there. If you are tuning in online, run to your kitchen, get some juice, find some crackers, feel free to participate with us. Uh, The elements really are significant of acknowledging what Jesus has done for us through his death, through his burial, and his resurrection. But I just want to take a, a moment, and as we prepare our hearts, if you, if you flip or peel off the first tab, there's a wafer there, which we will take that. And I just want to take a couple moments and acknowledge the significance of communion and, and what that means and how that relates to us as believers in the body of Christ. Communion is a call to remember what Jesus did for us. Through his work on the cross through his work of redeeming us and saving us from sin and it's also really a time of consecration as we begin a new year as we step into something that we've never been in before and i tell you what covid 19 will not define us it will not define us as a church it will not define us define us as a people we will be defined by what Jesus Christ has determined and deemed for our lives, okay? And, and so with that comes a faith, a trust in the belief in the God that we serve. The Apostle Paul, who wrote First and Second Corinthians and a number of the other epistles in the New Testament, wrote in, in chapter 11 of Second Corinthians, speaking of the Lord's, Supper speaking of communion, he talked about the importance of doing this in remembrance of him and, and and before we partake there's something that you need to understand. In this moment I want you to make a commitment to open your heart to God and really let him be in charge. Let this be a time of surrender and committing of your life to him Now we haven't preached the message yet. And there'll be opportunity for you to even make a stronger commitment at the end of this service. But right now, from the start, we want to open our hearts to him. And it's really an act of your will to say, okay, God, here I am. I'm giving my life to you. I'm committing my life to you in 2021 to allow you to do a work in me so that you can allow me to be a blessing in this earth. Because God wants you to be a blessing in this earth. He wants you to make a difference on this planet in 2021. And the Apostle Paul wrote and he said, and he was quoting what Jesus said when Jesus said, this bread is my body. As you partake it, do this in remembrance of me. Let's let's pray as we prepare to partake of the bread. Father, we acknowledge that Jesus is our life. He's our Savior. He's the hope of the world. And as we partake of this communion, we're celebrating Jesus and who he is to us and what he did for us. And by partaking of this bread, we're acknowledging that he is not only our Savior, but he's our healer. He's our deliverer. He's the one who sets us free from bondage. He's the one who gives us life. And as we partake of this, we acknowledge, Jesus, what you did for us on the cross and that we've been made one with you and we're made one with each other, with fellow believers that are among us in Jesus' name. Go ahead and partake of the bread. Today, if you have need of healing in your body, your physical body, just acknowledge Jesus as your healer. Acknowledge him as the one who forgives you of your sins. And with that, we want to take the cup. And Jesus said, after supper, he took the cup also, saying, this is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink this, you do this in remembrance of me. The scripture tells us that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And we understand that Jesus became the Lamb of God, the sacrifice of To take away the sins of the world. Your sins. My sins. Any sin that's ever been committed. Past. Present or future. Jesus paid the price for it. But it's when we acknowledge our faith in him. That that forgiveness can be appropriated. To you and to me. And so if you have. Sin issues in your life. Now's the time to acknowledge that before God. And ask for his forgiveness. And if there's someone that you need to forgive, you need to determine that you will release forgiveness to them. Because when we receive God's forgiveness for ourselves, then we have an obligation, a responsibility, to forgive others that have wronged us, just as you've been forgiven. The end of the book of Ephesians says, as God has forgiven you, forgive others. And so as we partake of this cup, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we examine ourselves and we ask that you forgive us if we failed you in any way. We thank you that you said if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As we partake of this cup, Lord, we acknowledge that Jesus is shed his blood for us so that we could be forgiven. For even from the cross, he declared, Father, forgive them. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And so, Father, today we receive forgiveness of sins. And we also forgive others that have wronged us as we partake of this cup in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake together. Thank you Jesus. We honor you, Lord. So glad you're here this morning. In fact, I'm glad to be here this morning. Deb and I are so honored and privileged to serve as your pastors. And we believe that the calling is is not something we take lightly, and something I just the other day as I was thinking about the message today and and how faithful God has been. And I felt like the Lord sp- uh, spoke to me and He said, I'll never fail to give you a message to speak and deliver to the people. And so I believe this message today is significant because there's things that are stirring in my heart that I know God has given me to proclaim and declare to you. And, and it's an honor and a privilege to serve in this capacity, and, and I don't take it Um, Lightly, I take it very seriously. And so this morning, I want you to pay close attention to what I'll share because there's things that will be said that I believe is is going to thrust you forward, giving you revelation and understanding that's going to help you succeed in 2021 because that's God's desire for you. He doesn't want you to fail. He wants you to succeed. Can you say amen? You know what amen means when I say, say amen? It simply means, so be it. Anytime you say amen, it's, you're simply saying, so be it. Yeah, let it be that way. Okay. So that means you're in agreement. And 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 I believe agreement is important. I just wanted to uh, make a, a, an announcement concerning the year-end campaign, uh, concerning people, projects, and property. I believe we have kingdom builders here, and those of you that have sown into the year and gift, thank you for your generosity, thank you for your pledges. Next week we'll uh, have the totals, we'll announce that to you, because people are still uh, praying and and doing their part and and, and sharing what they're going to do in this next year above and beyond their regular giving. And and I I guess the best financial advice I can give to you is, is that you settle the issue on the tithe. And what is the tithe? The tithe is simply bringing to God the first tenth of your increase, the first tenth of your income, and placing that into the kingdom. The Bible says, "Bring it into the storehouse, which is representative of the church that you are part of and connected to." And we see that in First Corinthians twelve eighteen that God places us in the body where it's pleasing to Him. So if God's called you here, then your tithe belongs in the storehouse so that we can carry out the work of God, the mission of God, to impact this city and the world around us. Amen? We do that together, okay? We can't do that individually, but corporately as a body, we can do amazing things because God is with us and moving through us, okay? So I'm I'm getting a little excited here. I don't know what's going on. No. All right. Well, let's, let's move on. Okay. We, we have big, better things here. Vision Sunday 2021. What's that, what's that all about? Well, Vision Sunday in particular is for giving focus on God's vision for us as a church and more specifically the direction that it will take us in this coming year. God has always been faithful, I believe, to give us direction in the season we're in. And so I believe, as, uh, let's, let's just take a moment and pray for the message as we get ready to receive. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this opportunity to minister your word. I thank you for this body of believers. I thank you for those that are tuned in online. And Father, we ask that you give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and understanding and discernment, Father, for the time that we live in. Father, help us walk in the light of truth and not fall prey to deception. And Father, help us to be bold to be your representatives in this earth as you've called us to be. Help us, Father, to carry out the work that you've called us to do. For we know that all things are possible with you and nothing is impossible for you. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, glory, and honor. And everyone in agreement says, Amen. That's that Amen again. All right. Well, first things first. I was reading in my Bible reading yesterday. I was reading in, in in Second Chronicles, and Second Chronicles, you're talking, it's talking about all the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah. There were some bad ones, there were some good ones, but you hear these storylines, and you read about these storylines of all these kings of Israel in, in the Old Testament. And in Second Chronicles 18, 4, there's this guy called Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce it, but I think it's Jehoshaphat. Uh, and uh, Jehoshaphat was a good king. He he really sought the Lord. He did some things that were pleasing in the Lord's sight. And, and I love this because they were in a situation where the armies of Israel, the king of Israel, wants them to ally together and fight this opponent. And uh, it was Ramoth Gilead. It said, okay, Should we go fight this enemy army? Should we do this thing? Okay, should we do this? And in verse 4, 2 Chronicles 18, 4, then Jehoshaphat added, but first let's find out what the Lord says. Okay? I think that's how we need to live our life. Let's first find out what the Lord says. What is the Lord saying? What is he saying to us individually? What is he saying to us corporately? And, and that's what my whole heart in this message is, to find out, what is the Lord saying? What is he wanting to communicate to us as a people? Now, we've celebrated some great victories this past year in spite of some great challenges. And yet we have come out as world overcomers and more than conquerors. Now, last week's message, we talked about 2020, the year in review, and, and I shared with you Romans Romans 8.37. And it, it reads, after listing a whole bunch of challenges that people go through in life, in verse thirty says, seven. it says, In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So no matter what you go through, you can come out as more than a conqueror because we know that Jesus went to battle for us and, and he won the victory for us. So vision, let's, let's talk about vision for a moment. And I want to direct you to a, a very well-known script, scripture in the Bible on vision. It's found in Proverbs twenty-nine, eighteen. You can find your place. I'm going to actually read this from the Passion Translation. It reads a little bit differently, but I think it brings out a point that I want to emphasize. Proverbs 29, 18. It says, when there is no clear prophetic vision... And the word prophetic means to speak to the future, okay? When there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Wow. So without vision, and the vision is insight for the future, It's a directive, it's a direction that your life is going in. Without vision, you just wander. You just bump around in life, hit and miss, you struggle. There's no really firm direction or purpose that you've embraced. And so other translations say, without a vision, my people perish. In other words, they just don't succeed uh, they they may end up dying early without fulfilling the call and the mission and the purpose of God for their life. And, and if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. I'm going to share a couple of points concerning vision. Vision is in reference to the future. Okay? To have a vision is to have a future. Okay? A person without a vision is a person without a future. Vision gives us direction and purpose, and insight to what's ahead. Now, something about vision we need to understand is vision is essential to experience all that God has for us. And God is a God of vision. He wants to impart vision and share it with us. In fact, vision keeps us on course. It keeps us on the purpose and the direction that God has called us in vision keeps us on course giving us purpose and direction that we need to succeed those who lack vision will also lack purpose they'll lack direction they'll lack fulfillment in life now let's turn to habakkuk chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 here we see one of the old testament prophets and this was a, a man that was somewhat frustrated he had questions he had complaints In in this chapter, actually, if you read chapter one, chapter one of the book of Habakkuk, it's a very small book in the Old Testament, one of the last books of the Old Testament. Habakkuk is complaining about the Lord, and he's bringing forth his complaint. Now, have you ever complained to the Lord? Mm, I I have to admit, I have. So, Lord, why isn't this working out? This, what about this, Lord? You know. uh, But it's okay to bring your complaint to the Lord, but do it respectfully. Do it with an ear to hear, to get an answer to why you have this obstacle or this roadblock in front of you that you can't seem to get through. And and when you bring a complaint to the Lord, you can do it in a way that you position and posture yourself to receive an answer because God will speak to you. So taking this up in the second chapter, after in chapter one, he voices his complaint. Habakkuk chapter 2, starting at verse 1, we'll read 1 through 3. I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. Now, the watchpost is basically him being in the position that God called him to be. There was a calling on his life, and he wasn't going to be out of place. He was going to be right where God had wanted him to be to serve the purpose of God for his life as a prophet. And so he's positioned, and now he is waiting to see what God's going to say. And notice it says, what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. In other words, I've been complaining, Lord. Now I'm, I'm positioned to receive, okay? How many of you have been in that place that you've been complaining? Well, you need to get on the watch post, okay? You need to get in position so you can receive, the answer because God wants to say something to you. And and twenty-one days of prayer, that's what it's all about. It's really to hear from God. Because I believe God can speak individually and personally to every one of you. Now he'll speak through people, he'll speak through pastors and leaders and other believers in the in the body of Christ to minister to you, but he wants to speak directly to you as well. And, and so we we need to look at people that say, well, I hear from God that they're not crazy, okay? Oh, God speaks to you? Oh, okay, stay away from me, you know? Um, no, that, God should speak to you, uh, but you, you just don't do crazy stuff, okay? All right. Um, verse 2, it says, and the Lord answered me. Wow, look at that, the Lord answered me. What was the answer? Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets, so that he may run who reads it. Verse 3, for still the vision awaits for the appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Not every vision is fulfilled in 24 hours. There's a time period from the time the vision is given to the time it is brought to fulfillment. You know, I, I think of different visions. This this building was a vision at one point. It was in, then when the vision began to, we began to work on it, it became a blueprint. And the blueprint became an opportunity for construction crew to come and for people to gather together, for finances to be raised so that the vision of this building could come to fruition, which now serves a purpose to uh, allow us to assemble together and gather to worship God, to be taught and trained in this Word. And uh, this facility is used a lot because throughout the week, you come here Monday through Friday, uh, it's a whole different environment behind the curtain. I know, turn the camera to the curtain back there. (laughs) Behind the curtain, there's a bunch of toys. Oh, the kids would love that. Don't tell your kid, Okay. Uh, there's stuff for the child care center that's brought out and is utilized as play space and, and uh, you know, for the kids. OK, uh, yeah, been doing that for years. It's a multi-purpose facility that's serving the vision of God that he's given us. OK, and just one of our buildings. There's more. We're believing God for a gymnasium. That's coming. That's still vision. We We have a start of a blueprint of that. OK, but it's coming. All right. A vision, which is a dream, written down becomes a goal. A goal, broken down into steps, becomes a plan. A plan, backed by action, makes the vision or the dream come true. So we understand that God gives vision, but it must be embraced by men. What vision does he have for you? Now, it's important. This is something I've said before that God has an individual vision for each and every one of us. But often that vision will never really even come to us until we become part of God's vision as we serve his purpose in his kingdom. And so I'm speaking vision from a kingdom mindset today and the purpose specifically that God has given us as a church called Refuge which I believe God raised up. This is actually our, we're going to celebrate 37 years of ministry on the 22nd of this month. That's the day I started pastoring, my first Sunday service. I've been here all 37 years. And not too many pastors can say they've been in the same place for 37 years. But I I believe it's the grace of God. I consider that an honor and a privilege. And um yeah, I, I I could say more, but we're gonna we're gonna have a, a little celebration a little bit later this month as we celebrate thirty-seven years of ministry. And some of you um may have been there right from, well that first year. You have people here that from the first year. Um thirty-seven years we've been together a long time. All right. So understanding vision, we realize that in a church setting the vision must be made plain for each member so that they can embrace it for themselves. See, it's difficult to embrace a vision that's not understood. And so we do want to make it plain. And however we can make it plain and clear, that's our intent. We don't want it to be all muddled and fuzzy and confused. We want it to be concise and plain. See, vision plays a vital role to foster commitment and perseverance towards a noble goal. Vision will take you somewhere. And it's exciting to be part of a vision and going somewhere with other people. Vision can involve personally a career, family goals, ministry goals. But vision for the believer always includes God and in people. See, Jesus is building his church. This is his church. He's putting this thing together. And his vision is for people, for their growth, for their development, and for their advancement. In, in verse 1, uh, let's look at verse 1 again of Habakkuk two, one. It says, and I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. I believe we must make sure the vision is clear. Clear simply means absolute clarity. clarity. Clarity around a vision is imperative. It must be concrete. Having concrete vision means that you, you, you have a vision that's real, it's tangible, it's concrete. It must be concise. In today's world, uh, truly, less is more. Right? You've heard that, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, compelling, the vision must be compelling. A compelling vision moves people into action. And one of the things that excites us is is to see people, and we've seen this past year more than ever, people saying, Pastor, I want to be involved. How can I serve? How can I get involved with what God is doing here? And I know Sam talked about uh, uh, coming up on the 17th, we have Refuge Life, which that's an on-ramp for you to get involved. And, and we would love more people to get involved because there's so much that God's called us to do, and you can be a part of it. Now, the vision has to be clear enough to understand, concrete enough to believe in that it's real, concise enough to communicate it to others, and compelling enough to embrace personally and enthusiastically. Yeah. So write the vision. Habakkuk 2, verse 2, let's look at this one again. It says, And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so that he may run who reads it. See, we have to know what God wants us to do. Even have it confirmed from his word, yet it must be communicated in a believable and a tangible way. You know, our vision statement at Refuge And you'll learn this at Refuge Life, but it's in our material. It's on our website and all that. At Refuge, we believe that all people matter to God. In 2014, when we were preparing to relaunch, to change the name of this church from Good News Fellowship Church to Refuge, as we were praying, as we were before God, the Lord gave us that as a mission statement. That was before any of what's happened in the last couple of years have happened. But the Lord gave us that Statement, we believe as a church that all people matter to God. This is a place where we grow, finding authentic hope, purpose, and love through Jesus. That's our vision statement. And so this year in particular, we're going to focus on finding authentic hope. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that in a bit. But finding authentic hope, will be an emphasis this year as part of our mission statement. See, we are a church that reaches inward, discovering wholeness in our relationship with Jesus Christ so that we can reach outward. We have to be whole so that we can effectively minister to the community around us. And so I believe God's all into healing people, making them whole, making them well so that we can serve his purpose. Refuge is outwardly focused in its vision to impact the community. So we, we're we not an insider-focused church in the sense where we're just this club where we meet, we get excited, we shout, we do life together. No, that's that's part of it, but that's not all of it. This church is to be outward focused in its vision, to reach those outside these four walls, to reach the world around us with the love of Jesus. That's our passion. That's a commitment. That's our calling. Our mission, and you understand a vision statement and a mission statement. The, the mission statement is a little more detailed in how you carry out your vision statement, okay? And so our mission statement that refuge is that refuge is a place that welcomes all people. Yeah, we welcome all people. We're a welcoming church. And and when you come through these doors, it's my desire, and I, I think I might have shared this before, uh, there was a strong conviction that came upon me when I was attending Bible college because when I was attending Bible college in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I visited a number of churches. And what was sad while I was trying to find a church to be a home church during my time while I was attending Bible school, um, I found that not too many were welcoming. In fact, sometimes I'd go in, and nobody would acknowledge me. I was just there, and I'd leave. Nobody said anything to me. And 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 at that time, I thought I was going to be a missionary when I was going to Bible school. I never thought I'd be a pastor. Okay. I thought I'd be in the bush somewhere in Africa or, or on some foreign soil, you know, preaching to people that had never heard the gospel. That was my heart. It still is, and, and we do that. Um, but I can remember making a personal vow. I said, Lord, if I would ever be a pastor, I would be a pastor that would have a church that would be a welcoming church. And that's something I want to be in your DNA too. Because you can be comfortable around the people that you fellowship with and and love and and spend time with and really click with. Uh, But click, that's sometimes, uh, sometimes a click can keep other people from being welcomed within your group, okay? Um, But for you to reach out when you see somebody new to make it a point like it's in you, oh, I want them to feel welcomed. I want them to experience the love of Jesus that I've encountered in my life. And, and that's something that's really interesting at Refuge Life. You know, uh, We always ask the question, okay, why are you coming to Refuge? Why are you attending Refuge Life? What's something you like about the church? And it seems one of the, the, the big things is it's a welcoming church. I feel welcome when I come here. And, and maybe you can attest to that as well but we want this to be a welcoming church and and we're not perfect we're still working on it you, you, know, you know. So, uh but that's my heart and that needs to be in our DNA to be a welcoming church so i i need to move through this a little quicker here refuge is a place that welcomes all people equipping them to grow in faith through God's word and that's the bible we create engaging environments where people discover their purpose resulting in a life-changing encounter with Jesus. And let me just say this. Once you discover your purpose, your life will radically change. When you discover what God's called, what his purpose is for your life, transformation begins, okay? And we take his message of love and hope to our community and beyond. Now, as, as part of refuge, active involvement is something that's encouraged in fact, we know that God has placed unique gifts in every person, and the church is a safe place to grow and develop your gifts. We have many opportunities to get involved through serving, through volunteering, through contributing time, talent, and resources. See, that's really being part of community when you engage at that level. Uh, church is not just to fulfill or meet an obligation. Oh, check that off. Now I can do rest of the stuff, the rest of the week. No, it's, it's part of your life. And, and the people that you encounter and, and build relationships with you, we believe that will be lifetime friendships and relationships that will be meaningful and healthy in your lives, okay? So let's get right to it, okay? Uh, 2021 Directive. 2021 Directive. I want to share with you what we believe God has given us for the year 2021. First of all, we ask, what does directive mean? A directive is something that serves to direct, guide, and impel towards an action or a goal. It is to give direction or point in the right direction. Now, in 2020, we uh, had the focus on generations, generations. Our focus was on generations, impacting generations, generational impact. In Psalms 119, verse 90, it says, Your faithfulness endures to all generations. So we had a particular emphasis on God's faithfulness. And I believe that God revealed his faithfulness in the lives of the people at refuge uh, in an incredible way, a greater revelation of how faithful God is. And so... uh, in 2021, we want to continue to build on His faithfulness, okay? And something I, I share this, but and you can give me the credit for this. I haven't heard anyone else say it yet, but there's work to be done in 2021, okay? That that's kind of rhymes, you know? Let's say it together. There's work to be done in 2021, okay? Yeah, there is. There's work to be done. Uh, there's work that God has to do in us, yep. And there's work that we need to do, and. So as we look forward, there's actually two emphases or directives that God has given us for 2021. The second will be a theme and focus for 2021. The first is ongoing, and it ties in with our overall vision of refuge or for refuge. So the first directive is building his church. And see, that's what Jesus is involved with right now. In Matthew sixteen, eighteen, Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And Jesus is building his church. And and so it's something that we cooperate with him so he can build it. He builds it through us because we are the hands, the feet, the arms of Jesus in this earth. He is the head, we are the body. But he's building his church. So that's ongoing building on the right foundation. And one of the things we're going to be talking about this year is integrity, integrity of the heart. Something I believe that's lacking in our culture today. We need to see men and women of integrity raised up. And I believe God's going to raise up among us men and women of great integrity. That an integrity... Oh my, I could get off on another tangent right here. Integrity answers three questions... Am I trustworthy? Am I dependable? Am I reliable? Those three words help to define what integrity is. Are you trustworthy? Are you dependable? Are you reliable? Okay, we'll hear that later this year, so stay tuned in. All right. Um, Also, on this first directive building a church, it's building people and building ministry teams. The Pro Team, Refuge Worship, Refuge Kids, Student Ministries, Refuge Student Ministries, Young Adults, Small Groups, Outreach. So these are all things that we're going to continue to build and work together as a church. Now you can write this down because the Lord gave this to me a couple, a few nights ago. John twenty twenty one. You can put it up there. John twenty twenty one. See, notice 2021 in there, okay? (laughs) Jesus said to them again, peace be with you as the Father sent me, even so I'm sending you. I believe that's a prophetic word for 2021. That first of all, and if you read this in its entire context, Jesus appears to his disciples, this is before his departure, before he's ascended to heaven, and he he speaks peace to them. But then he says again, peace be with you, be at peace. And then he says something so profound, so powerful, that applies to each and every one of us that are Christ followers. As the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. That means we're sent with his authority, with his anointing, with the calling. We call it the Great Commission, Okay. So the Great Commission will be served in 2021. As the Father sent Jesus, he's sending you. Will you answer that call? Will you be a sent one in 2021? Hey, I think that's another, I just made that up. Will you be a sent one in 2021? Okay, answer that question. Take that before God, okay? Okay, in 2021, and I just want to throw this out there. Uh, One of our goals is for, at least 60% of those who attend Refuge to participate in the small group on a regular basis. Being part of a small group is so important in the life of the church. So I want to challenge you. And we're looking at developing more small groups so that there'll be more opportunities for you to participate. But being connected to a small group is a place where you can really grow, build meaningful relationships, and interact with others in a way that can strengthen you and you can strengthen others. And so there's opportunities to lead small groups. There's opportunities to serve in some capacity in being a part of a small group. So throwing that out there as well. And uh, so another thing that as far as building his church is your participation in prayer, uh, Bible reading, personal growth, church attendance and involvement. All, all of these are essential for growing. And uh, tomorrow morning, we're starting prayer. We will be in a green room right across from the foyer in the building here from 6 to 8. You can come for part of that time, all of that time. But for uh, Monday through Saturday, we will be in there for prayer. Um, uh, and you can join us for 21 days of prayer. And then Tuesday nights, we meet at prayer at 6 p.m. So connect with the move of God, or what I could call the prayer movement, because Prayer will move you to a place of greater involvement in the things of God. It really will. In a place of prayer, God will speak. God will show you things. Now, I've got a lot of other things I'm going to share, um, but I need to show you directive number two because that will be our theme for this year. Directive number two, the theme is living in hope. Living in Hope. This will be our theme. Next week, we'll be starting a brand new series entitled Living in Hope. And we'll, we'll build this as, as a directive of what God has given us for this year. Um, Psalms 45.1 says, my heart overflows with a noble theme. And I believe this is a noble theme. It's a theme that will be impactful because we're living in the world where there's a lot of hopeless people dealing with hopeless situations and they do not have answers. But I believe that God wants us to give them hope, to give them a reason to live, a reason to hang in there. Okay. And so what is hope? We're going to be exploring hope as it relates to faith. Hebrews 11 says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, hope is more than wishful thinking. Hope is confident expectation. And a verse that you're going to hear a lot this year, we want you to even memorize it, if you would, because it's going to be part of our theme. It's Romans fifteen thirteen. Romans fifteen thirteen it says, May the God of hope fill you with all hope or fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So there's going to be some abounding in hope this year, I believe. And the joy and peace that only God can bring, we're going to begin to walk in that at a whole new level. The amplified version, I want to read this same passage from the amplified version, it, it's it emphasizes some points a little more clearly. In the Amplified Bible, Romans fifteen thirteen says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit you will abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his Promises. Wow. That's exciting to me. Is that exciting to you? I believe that God has so much more. Now, what does this all mean for you? Because we're going to uh, bring this to a close here. In fact, the worship team can come up at this time. What does this all mean for you? It means for you to know the hope of your calling. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. It reads that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. Now notice this last part of the passage, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. I believe that through this year, you're going to come to discover and know the hope for which he has called you. And I speak that as a word over refuge this year, that you're going to come to know the hope of your calling. It will be clear. Even if you think you know it now, you're going to know it. It's going to be so much part of your DNA as you surrender, as you submit to the purpose of God for your life, you will be a different person by the end of this year. And you might think, oh, I'm doing pretty good, Pastor. I'm walking with God. I love Him. But it's going to be different. By the end of this year, your walk with God is going to have a powerful witness to the people that you interact with. And you're going to make a difference in their life that will be so profound and God will get the glory because you are allowing him to do something so significant in your life. I want to talk about the outcome of 2021. Let's, let's fast forward. Let's pretend this is the end of 2021. And this is what we'll say about 2021. 2021 was a year of restoration. It was a year of awakening and revival for the church. Wow. I believe that this statement will define 2021. Where broken lives and the brokenhearted will be restored. On New Year's Eve, a number of us gathered here in the auditorium, uh, praying from four, not four, from four hours, from eight to midnight. We were praying in the new year. And it was probably about uh, 11.00. 45, and I was standing right over there by the platform, and the words came to me 2021 will be a year of great manifestations of God's presence. 2021, I'm saying this now, future, past 2021 was a great year of the manifestations of God's presence. God's going to show up. He's going to manifest his presence because we serve a God of miracles, a God of wonders, a God who stopped the sun, a God who split the Red Sea, a God who worked wonders in the nations. God's going to work wonders among us. Get ready, 2021. Get ready. Hallelujah. And when I woke up this morning, a lot of times God will say something to me in my waking moments. This is what I heard the Spirit of God speak to my heart. God is raising up leaders who will fight the good fight of faith. First Timothy 6.12, we see that charge from the scripture, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life that God has given. I believe that he's raising up heroic leaders who will fight the good fight of faith. To be heroic means you need to first be willing to face your obstacles this requires determination. Secondly, you need to recognize the opportunity that's before you because a test, an obstacle, is an opportunity to overcome. And third, to make sure you're on the right track. And if you're not on the right track, get on the right track. Because it's important in 2021 that we're right with God. And we want to be right with God. This morning, I'm, I'm going to extend an invitation to you and it's an invitation for you. If you haven't already made your peace with God to make you peace with God, what better way to start 2021 than to be right with God? Amen. What better way to start 2021 is to be right with God? And so we're going to give you that opportunity. Maybe you're here. Maybe you tune in online and you don't know Jesus as you push the Lord and save Maybe you came or you happened upon this uh, broadcast this morning and you're hearing this message, and the Spirit of God is tugging at your heart, or you're sitting here and God's tugging at your heart, it's a time for you to surrender your life. It's a time for you to open your heart to Jesus and allow Him to become your Lord and your Savior, to receive Him for who He is, and to allow Him to accomplish what He alone can do. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I don't know that my life is right with God. If I were to die, there's uncertainty. I don't know if I would be lost or if I'd be saved. But pray for me. I'm, I'm willing in this moment to repent from my sins and to commit my life to Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. If that's you this morning, lift your hand. Anyone? and Maybe. Okay, thank you. I see that. Others this morning. Thank you. I see that. Thank you. Thank you. Let's stand up together, church. Let's stand up. We're gonna we're gonna pray. Now, this is awesome. If you were if you're watching online and and you responded, I'm going to lead the congregation here in a prayer that I call a believer's prayer. It's a prayer that we can pray where we initially place our trust in Jesus Christ. To begin our journey with God as we surrender our hearts to him. And so let's pray this prayer together. If you would repeat after me and allow these words to be embraced by your heart. Make them your words. I'm just guiding you in this prayer, but you allow this to be your prayer, okay? Repeat after me, Heavenly Father. I come to you today and I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and i need a savior i repent for my sins and i turn my heart to you jesus i believe god sent you to die for my sins i believe you rose from the dead to give me life and jesus right now i put my faith in you i believe And I trust you to be my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins and make my life what you want it to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer sincerely, I believe in this moment, the scripture says that if any man be in Christ, if any woman be in Christ, we become a new creature. Old things pass away. All things become new. The life of God comes into us. and we, He begins a transforming process. He changes us from the inside out, taking away the guilt, taking away the shame, giving us a fresh start, a new start to live our life for him. Amen. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the Refuge official podcast. We hope that this message spoke to you in a very meaningful way and that you were able to receive from the Lord today. If you chose to give your life to Jesus today or would like to find more of our content, we would love for you to get connected with us on our website at wearefuge.net. Be blessed and have an amazing week.